this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. A lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name's Chris Lambert. My name is Travis Bean, and today we're going to look into the future. We're going to look into our crystal ball and tell the vision. Tell the vi- That didn't work so well. We're talking about television. You tried. I, yeah. I appreciate the attempts and the effort. You know, sometimes, sometimes I have something set up that I'll say beforehand, like, "Oh, I, I know what trail I can take us down." And this time, uh, which probably happens half the time, I don't have anything planned. I'm like, "Oh shit, I have to say something semi clever," and usually that's what happens. Panic sets in, and then <laughs> we end up in this place. <laughs> you, if you could see me in the video, I'm just bug-eyed as I like rack my brain for something to say. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. Well, yes, we are talking television today. Uh, everyone's favorite Donda song. Yeah, this is the one that gets uh, the most <laughs> fleck on the album. I think of the the three songs that I see get brought up the most that people have problems with, it's television, uh, remote control, and junior. Really? And yeah, I think those are the three that end up getting talked about. Hmm in the least glowing terms overall though i think people like junior was definitely like polarizing uh, right i think was maybe more and you had people that loved it thought it was like a jam and then other people thought it was just like a little too repetitive and simplistic which was the side of the fence i was on initially i think i've right. kind of come to a middle ground where i'm like i would like more out of it but i kind of get like the vibe and the mm-hmm the beat that people really love from it. And then remote control is another one that I thought was like kind of boring at first. And I've come around on, um, is like liking more though. Our episode on it, did it like make me do somersaults in the way that it had me do for some of the other songs we talked about? Yeah. I, uh, I get not liking remote control. I I could see that being a polarizing song because it is kind of a fun, goofy pop song. I got to say though, tell the vision. I, this is a moment I really separate from the Kanye community because I see people talk about this song a lot. Like it's almost resoundedly hated on by the Kanye community. Like, ah, oh, Don is great except for that shitty song, Tell the Vision, which like it's not even really a full song. It's right. more of like an interlude. Yeah. Um, and I would say like a pretty important interlude if you're looking at like the scope of the album and just this whole idea that 
Pop Smoke died from gun violence, which has been a prominent part of this album. Um, and so many people Pop Smoke worked with are featured on this album. And the album is about Kanye dealing with um, coping with not having his mom here on Earth and like trying to communicate her with her through the space. Like to me, everything television is set up <laughs> to be incredibly meaningful in this album. Yet the problem people seem to have with it is that it has terrible production. Um, but I would, I guess we'll get into the production of it, but I think to completely miss why the song is produced the way it is, uh, it almost seems like people are just being purposely ignorant. <laughs> like a song's not allowed to sound this Ooh. shitty. So like we can't find any reason to like it. And I just like, I just can't wrap my mind around why people hate this song so much. It's bizarre to me. Like I, I get what I get both. Like I get what you're saying, but I also get that some people just want the aesthetic, right? They just want it to sound good. They're not caring about like deeper meanings, implications, anything like that. It's just like, does it sound good? Is it a vibe? Is it something when it throws on, I'm excited about. And I can see just from that basic, like binary test, uh, people being like, yes or no, being like, no. <laughs> and kind of getting a little upset, especially when you had uh, the Pop Smoke version of the song that was on his album, Faith, mm -hmm. uh, where you get like these full verses, the vocals sound upfront and clear. It feels like it's this full song. It was almost kind of like the reverse on that song as Ye yeah. was featured on it. And you just have Kanye in the intro doing like tripping, wilding on television. You could still see a guy tell the vision, pimping boy, these boys pimping, different these boys, boys, and that's it. And you had people being like, what a bad, f like, <laughs> why just have like a five second Kanye feature on the song? Why even have him on the song? And there was a lot of like frustration from just Kanye's appearance on the Pop Smoke version. And now you mm -hmm. have. Kanye's version with Pop Smoke on it and all these people are upset about it but I think when you have the song from Faith you're expecting maybe a little bit more of a full song the production on this even if like meaningful and intentional can just be like not as endearing to people <laughs> so I get why people would just be like ah I don't care what it's doing it just doesn't sound good to me and for that reason alone like bad I guess yeah, I guess anybody cannot like the sound of anything. I think it sounds cool. It sounds different and weird and experimental to me, which is like a, a lot of what people like about like in the hip hop community, like Playboy Cardi and just a lot of, I think a lot of Kanye stuff. It sounds so like strange and ethereal. Uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, you're right. <laughs> if, if resoundedly people say it sounds shitty, like I guess it just sounds shitty to people. Uh, but it... it yeah. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to go after people anymore. I. I just think it's. I, I guess maybe it all. That's all it is. Is I. I like the sound of it. Like. And of course, obviously, we're looking for the deeper intentions of a song. So, like to me, it's just like a win-win. Like it all. Is, it's very cohesive to me. When I feel how you feel, and I think you feel how I feel. I think we both feel this way about Jesus is Lord. We feel right? each other. <laughs> yeah. You feel me. I feel you. It's. <laughs> confusing uh yeah but we're not jesus is lord it. no <laughs> jesus is lord is another song where like what is that like a minute 24 seconds kind of uh -huh. thing 
And yeah. I love Jesus is Lord. I think the way that it starts building the atmosphere through all the brass instruments that it's using, you get Kanye just kind of repeating the same like lines, but it's building. There's this building energy. And just as it's about to crescendo, it cuts off. And I think that's the point. You're getting this implication, this feeling that like the spirit of God is about to come down and you're about to get this orchestra, the angels like blaring out and being like, Oh, but then the song just cuts and Uh i think the implications of that are so cool and i love it every time it comes on but people almost universally say it's the worst song on jesus is king why even have it it should be cut like yada yada and i'm just like what how how don't you love that how don't you like that and i think tell the vision it's a similar thing where you're right the production is really cool there's something about that like dun 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 mm-hmm. that's very unique you're ready for the song to go places so maybe part of the frustrations that people have whether they know it or not is like jesus is lord because there's so much potential that gets truncated right you just have some people that become frustrated by the song and just start rejecting it outright right i mean that's fine. I, I guess that is part of it is, you know, Pop Smoke died and we all these we have all these posthumous releases from him and television was really hyped up, <laughs> especially after, you know, the song existed with Kanye and Pusha T. And now we're getting a version of of it on Kanye's album. Like, what's he going to do with it? And it could seem underwhelming what he did with it. But gosh, it's almost like I almost wonder if this song honors Pop Smoke a little more because it, it's just him it's the only track on the album that's like there's no kanye on it (laughs) we're just listening to pop smoke it's i think it's cool yeah and that i think gets into the value of the song as you're starting to get at like all the ways in which the song ties in to the main themes uh pop smoke was in los angeles uh staying in a house out there uh filming a music video i believe it was or like making Mm -hmm. some music out there and apparently was warned by some people that something was going on. He ended up tweeting a a photo out that maybe had the address of the place he was staying. And then sure enough, uh, late one night, these guys leapt the fence, came through and started robbing the place. And apparently at some point, Pop Smoke fought back and that resulted in one of the, the robbers shooting him. And it's just such a sad story given the point at which Pop Smoke was in his career, he was blowing mm-hmm. up. He was becoming one of the yeah. biggest uh, music artists in the world at that point with everybody like so excited about his first album. The response to it was great. And then this happens. Um, and yeah. it just makes you think back to Jonah, right? And you hear not just what Vori talks about and saying like these people who were around me as I was growing up and now there's this violence still going on back in the streets, but I'm far away from that. But what little Dirk talks about where it's like, you know, we were like making it and this stuff was still yeah. happening to us. Like just because you have found success in music, does it mean that you still can't get like caught up? Right in all of this stuff. And I mean, we're just a day removed from young Dolph uh, being shot in Atlanta and killed. 
And it's just someone else that's in the community having this fate come about. Um, and you think about Conway the Machines verse where he talks about getting shot and surviving. Uh, it's just uh, such a motif on this album. And yet that sadness is often balanced by the spirituality, by the hope, right. by the faith. And this is an album, as you were saying, that is making a connection to Donda, like Kanye's late mom, and finding comfort in her presence, uh, in the presence that he feels to this day, like honoring her, feeling that connection to her. The last song is No Child Left Behind, which has these implications of, you know, even if your mom has passed away, like you're not left behind. Like there's still a mm -hmm. connection to be made through God, through faith. Um, there's such a, these two t ideas of loss and faith are so enmeshed in a way of faith comforting loss and uh, f loss not being the end of the relationship that you have with a person. And to have it be Donda as a focal point on this album, which is so personal to Kanye, right? And which a lot of people can relate to that. But then to have a figure like Pop Smoke, who a lot of artists and people in the industry and that's something that yay often does he talks about things specific to him but then also extrapolates out to the industry itself like family business one of kanye's earliest songs we talk about how people often read that song is just about kanye and kanye's like personal family and stories but most of the stories did it actually happen to him and that the song actually ends up being kind of a metaphor for him joining the hip-hop family and becoming part of uh, that community, how you behave in that community, how you like follow the rules and guidelines and support each other and all of that. So I think it's meaningful that Kanye tries to like honor Pop Smoke, not just as someone that probably was looking to Pop Smoke as a future artist to watch, admire, like work with, but also as holding up Pop Smoke as someone that other people in the industry, these other young artists, like, look to or inspire by. And he becomes kind of a figure for them to relate to the same way that Donda is a figure for Ye to relate to. So it's just another album where Ye ends up meshing together what he's going through personally with what he's going through in his career. And then allowing people to kind of have the connections to both of those things, right? You have this figure you can relate to when it comes to your personal life and a figure you can relate to when it comes to just role models. And um, yeah, so uh, having television, yeah. I think is very meaningful on this album and carries a lot of an emotional weight that I think this is the thing that was bothering you. Not a lot of people are giving it the credit it deserves. And just even if you want to ignore all of that like emotional like uh thematic right. stuff it just at the end of the day like having pop smoke being featured on a yay album that's going to do numbers is going to do wonders for pop smoke's family and estate for like years to come right so mm -hmm. even if you don't like the song the point of it isn't to necessarily like the song but it's like practically doing something for like pop smokes family as it's right. continuing to like give them money 
I do like the song, but anyway. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> it, I, uh, yeah, I mean, all that, I mean, you're hitting the nail on the head. The, it, this is such a, a climactic song in a way, because uh, like we said, people who have worked with Pop Smoke, like Fivio, Little Baby, The Baby, like they're all on this album and speaking, and the people, younger rappers in this album are speaking about gun violence and w- how you can feel trapped in the community how you can feel like the world's against you like there are all these things that can remove you from from the industry from from this earth like it it can feel daunting and talking about it becomes the way you you power yourself through it and talking about it on an album like donda you know it's a hip-hop album and like that's what i love about television like it carries that aesthetic like it becomes part of the album experience in that way where it's it's showing the power music and art can have we're taking this person who died from gun violence this topic so many people are speaking on in this album and suddenly we're hearing pop smoke's voice like we're hearing it through this weird filter where like the production of the song is really crisp and clear and kind of menacing like it has a cool feel and then pop smoke comes through and sounds distorted and echoey it's it i mean i hate to say like it's him calling from beyond the grave i don't think you have to read it that specifically but just like the aesthetic i think is what's important like there's a reason he sounds that way there's a reason he's not fully there and it becomes this way of showing how you can live on even though you're not here even though we can't hear you sing the song anymore uh your legacy carries on you know i thought i feel like that's another huge part of this album we keep coming back to it's the generational effect you can have on people how your legacy doesn't end when you die Mm -hmm. um the whatever mission you're on whatever you're pushing for it carries through through the next life whoever you've inspired next and I, i feel like everything you're saying is getting back to this idea that like that's why pop smoke is here that's why we're hearing his voice it's meant to show it's part of this journey Kanye's on, but also part of this journey, larger journey he's trying to reflect about the community, about society, about God, how tough it is to keep going and like try <laughs> to do to do better and create change. It's, I mean, this is mixed up all in that. And he just, he honors Pop Smoke by just keeping only him on the song. You know, the, the actual original verse, he's not worried about, uh, although he does clip out a couple lines, but for the most part, he's like just leaving in Pop Smoke's lines, and it's his song, and it's it's beautiful. Yeah, I think all of that is really what makes the song emotional to me and meaningful to me, and just looking at it as this nice moment, especially as we're like following up on everything with just the title right like tell the vision let people know like what's going on this idea of like we made it there's something not just aspirational and inspirational about this but like foundational in the sense Mm -hmm. of like you want to reach this point and you can reach this point and we keep talking about all the artists that we've heard that are like young up-and-coming artists that are trying to like feel like we made it not like we just didn't make it in our careers but we made it out of the life that we could have had like we're taking steps right. forward and is it this great and there's something very powerful about that message and especially under the title of 
tell the vision. Like this is Pop Smoke sharing the vision. This is Pop Smoke saying like, this is what it can be. And that just feels very, I think important to Ye, which is why he would have kept it on here. Right. And motivational. And I could imagine, uh, not I can imagine, but to the point that we were making about you know, this kind of being in line with uh, the same idea of having Donda appear on the album, you think about the version of Life of the Party that ended up being on the deluxe and that it has mm. DMX at the end of it and that you hear DMX talking to his daughter and it's just very much like this emotional moment because knowing that we lost DMX recently and during the funeral service, the emphasis that was put on DMX's kids and the fact that he was his father that was trying to get his life together, but having these struggles, but still like making more and more progress as the years went by. Uh, so now you have DMX, Donda and Pop Smoke on the album. It's just mm. starting to f fit into what we're talking about, about that idea of, and as you said, the legacy continuing on, the presence continuing on. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, and one of the things that <laughs> I ended up being like pretty pedantic about and is interesting, we were talking about it ahead of time, is that when you hear the original version of we made it which was just mm -hmm. a demo that featured cowboy that came out in mm -hmm. july 22nd of 2020 which that's the first uh youtube posting i can find for it but kanye had initially posted that tell the vision was going to be on donda like july 15th or 17th of 2020 so right. it seems like they had this feature recorded sometime before Pop Smoke um, passed away, and Ye was going to use it even on the earliest version of the Donda track list. Um, and when you hear that demo, Pop Smoke's vocals are kind of like just, there's a little bit of an echo to them. Like his voice kind of has that extra heft and emphasis to it but it's very much like matching the echo. And then when you hear the version of We Made It On, or Tell the Vision on Faith, the echo is like a layer down and pop smoke vocals are a layer up. They sound very clear, but you can still kind of hear that extra bass in his voice. And then on the television version we get on Donda, that echo is a layer up and Pop Smoke's vocals are a layer down. We made it. 
We made it, we made it. We made it. Thank God that I made it. We made it, we made it. Look, mama, I made it. Look, I remember the days. Which gets at the weird production aspect that some people have an issue with. It gets to the idea that you were talking about that there's something uh, that makes it feel a little more spiritual, like that there's a, a degree right. of separation between us and Pop Smoke's voice that might be getting at this. It might have that implication, right? Or that intention to it. Um, since we do have other versions of the vocals that don't have it as layered down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that like they sound so different on all three of those versions, it's again, I mean, I don't sitting here just complaining about people's taste. That's stupid. But like, I, I wish people would just, I mean, think a little bit about the fact that like, there's a reason it sounds that way. Uh, it doesn't matter if you can hear the hi-hats. Like, it's all these um, little things we can nitpick about the song. I think really reduce the meaning of the song and take away from why it's here and it, it, I mean, it's it's just such an important song, especially thinking that it's called television and you have Connie on the original song saying tripping wild and on television. You could tell that you could see that a guy had television, the pimping, these boys pimping different, these boys, this idea that like you're different, like you're you're going for something bigger than yourself, like you're looking to create something monumental that has like everlasting change that is going to build your legacy and connie can look at somebody who's on that level like him and he sees it he's like this guy's different and that's what he's saying about pop smoke pop smoke had like crazy work ethic like he was rising up fast in the industry he had a unique sound he just represented i think everything kanye <laughs> uh looks for in somebody who like in the music industry or just in general, somebody who's looking to make an impact like Pop Smoke was. Um, so to bring that, to to bring, tell the vision to Donda, to to honor him in that way, to to not call it we made it, but tell the vision that, that Connie sees something more in this person, so much so that he's gonna get his own sound in the album. Uh, it, it just, it's A, like really awesome and sweet, <laughs> but also, <laughs> just it it perfectly plays into the the theme of the album of communicating with someone from beyond that when you die you only your physical body dies like your spirit doesn't die so that's that's how you should read the song it's very spiritual and yeah i'm again i'm not going to complain travis don't complain about people it's spiritual <laughs> just say that and go on well it's not that you're complaining about people it's that you fervently wish that people would have a stronger understanding or appreciation for if what they're the going to complain does. about it. Yeah. And it's just like before <laughs> complaining, like think about it and at least consider these other aspects of it before just saying it's a bad song. Cause yeah. It, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing that I didn't realize until now, I was just kind of like scrolling mm -hmm. down and looked at the interpolate section and this kind of, uh, oh, yeah. I think we missed this given all the, the stuff that was going around around the Donda like hype, but apparently uh, on August sixth, uh, shortly after the second Donda listening event, the television demo leaked, and it's the original uh -huh. version of the song, and it has like a full verse by Kanye instead of ending with different these boys difference. It continues right. on and has like a verse from Two Chains, a verse from Kanye with the Machine, 
I, I never I never knew that that existed. Yeah, but Kanye's verse, it's basically what he says, and it's just cut off at one point. There, there's a couple extra lines, but there isn't a whole lot more. Oh, no. I just never knew that like the full rest of the verse existed. Oh, right, yeah. So Yeah, it's cool that Conway cool. the Machine's on there. Yeah. It's just, um, it makes me wonder, because uh, Pop Smoke's not on here. And it's just like, oh, was this like the original version before like pop smoke did Kanye like change it and give like tell the vision like at what point did pop smoke become part of it or did yay always intend and then hmm. Hmm. yeah interesting but that's for another podcast that is the history (laughs) of the song tell the vision which will be premiering this this winter yep it's gonna be a mini series eight episodes (laughs) yeah yeah no but it's curious i'm gonna have to look into that a little bit more or if you dear listener know more details on that please by all means (laughs) tweet Uh, at us yeah send a tweet but all right anything else before we start getting into the lyrics of this um i don't no i don't think so (laughs) i mean there aren't a lot of lyrics to look at so let's do it no it's it starts with uh you know we made it we made it we made it and it's an initial word that's censored out uh like guy we made it guy we made it and then yay changed it on the deluxe to say thank god we made it which Mm -hmm. is kind of funny um just kind of taking the thank god that comes in from the chorus thank god that i made it and kind of cutting and pasting it and making it flow with thank god we made it um Mm -hmm. so it doesn't have as much silence at the start which i saw some people say that they liked that version better rather than having some of the the awkward yeah. censoring silence it's funny though like on this song in particular you don't really notice that anything's being censored i don't think it just sounds like he's saying we made it over and over so yeah. it kind of works <laughs> in that way yeah that's what i always thought it was just like kind of like oh yeah it flows better on this song than some of the other songs um but we get like that repetition of we made it which starts to feel very much like the celebration the mantra it's right. really driving that point home. Thank God that I made it. Look, Mama, I made it, which on an album called Donda, having Pop Smoke yeah. say, Look, Mama, I made it, feels very uh, emotional to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's That's a moment where, I mean, obviously it's not like, intentional because it's not like Pop Smoke made this, made this song and knew it would be used on Donda someday. Um, but it, it's a perfect aligning, like the stars align here, where, yeah, you think you hear Mama, you think Donda, but him saying, I made it um, on an album where it's posthumous, he's not actually, he's not here anymore. This idea that I made it, you could have made it to heaven, like that's what it can also mean, where yeah. Donda is, and uh-huh. that that's not something to necessarily cry about, like that's something to celebrate that you've moved on like your physical body isn't where things end like you've made it to heaven and you still exist here on earth your legacy exists you're here on the song you're on donda which is a giant album that people across the world are going to hear and now he's up in heaven with donda like in that way he's made it i i love that it it works so well for this album i have honestly never once thought about the duality of we made it being not just finding Uh, success uh, on earth but like finding yeah. the transcendence into heaven. Oh my goodness. Yeah, right? Makes you like it even yeah. more. 
yeah. which I mean, that was something that Kanye kind of talked about on Jesus Lord in terms of wondering about like, can I make it up to you? Right. Which is kind of the implication yeah. of moon in some ways as well. And kind of the implication of no child left behind. You think about yay in the drink champs interview when he talks about, uh, being in, where was it? Um, Belgium and the officer pulled a gun on him and he just thought like, all right, this is it. Yeah. And then said something about like, you don't think I want to go see my mom? Like that idea of like, you could imagine that situation, him being like, well, I made it like I'm, Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, yeah, something kind of, you're right. He's, he has talked about it recently, but he's always, associated that idea with his mom like you think back the only one you know you'll keep on rising until the sky knows your name this is donda on that song donda is like speaking to kanye and this idea that like you rise you rise you rise here on earth like kind of metaphorically spiritually like you keep trying you keep aspiring for more and someday like that ends and you go up to heaven like you just keep i love that idea that you're not afraid of death because up there is something beautiful up there is your mom and while you're here, you make the most of it and, and build your legacy and I guess kind of make your case for, for going to heaven that you're doing good. You're creating change for the good. Which, I mean, we see kind of be the, the last arc of the album, right? Television kind of kicks us off into the rest of this where Ye is right. reaching this point of like giving up control on Lord, I need you like feeling reborn on pure souls and then having this like come to life emotional outpouring that's so cathartic that then leads into no child left behind, which definitely you think back to the second listening party and that song being the point at which Kanye in quotes ascended up to (laughs) heaven, uh, which was the roof of the Mercedes Benz stadium. But Uh, that imagery was like really fitting. Huh? Yeah. Right. And you have the 24 okay. music video where, you know, he's floating around in the sky and everything. Yep. Wow. Okay. Um, so we get that Look Mama, I Made It, which now is in contention for maybe one of the most, like, emotional lines in the entirety of the album. And then we get the verse with Pop Smoke saying, look, I remember the days, same fit for a week straight. So just reminiscing about what life was like before, where you didn't have a lot of clothes, you didn't have a lot of options, so you're just wearing the same thing for a week straight. Uh, And that's followed up with, I used to eat 50 cent cake. Just like, (laughs) this was all that I could afford. And now he says, now it's Philippe's. Uh, It's Philippe's for the steak, which seems to be a reference to a New York restaurant called Philippe Chow. And they have a a nice filet mignon on the menu. (laughs) It's uh, 
filet mignon and sugar snaps for one, uh, or you can get it for two, and it comes with sautéed tenders uh, with oyster sauce. <laughs> sautéed tenders. Yeah, and it's only for the uh, nice low price of $76. Oh, for two, it's 76 for 38 two. Oh, shit, I might go to Philippe's. Yeah. I which... can afford that. <laughs> The house, okay, the house mignon is 45. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Oh, shit. So, well, I couldn't do that. So That's too much. Take your, take your name off the menu, Travis, or the <laughs> okay, reservation list. <laughs> but the place looks nice. Um, yeah, Forrest Whitaker eats there. Nice. Go Forrest. <laughs> I, I it was one of those things. That in the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where you see like Philippe's for a steak, and we're just like, Philippe's, Philippe's, we got to do research. What's this menu? Yeah. Because it says it's a. Um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, starts Malaysia? with the B. What was um, Not Burmese. No, no, no. Um, I'm trying to think of the... Uh, Beijing. Beijing, thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Chinese <laughs> cuisine, like Beijing style, and yet having steak, and I was just like, oh, I never thought of that. So the menu looks really good. Man, some of these pictures look really good. Okay. Oh, shit. All right, we got to stop looking at that. Yeah, we're going to do a live episode from Philippe's. (laughs) (laughs) We're just chewing the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, so it goes to Philippe's for the steak. um, Or maybe there's another Philippe's and, you know. But Philippe's for the steak. You know, there is a uh, place called uh, Philippe's Steak that's in L.A., so I would assume that's not it. Oh, I mean, it could be. I mean, we think about like Pop Smoke as like New York, like everything he's referencing is New York, but at the same time. Yeah, but it's also like, um, it's a place you can get like a $10, you know, steak sandwich or something. Like it's, it's more of like a homey kind of place. And I think he's getting at that. He's eating like expensive steak instead of eating cake that costs 50 cents. Okay, okay. Oh, there's, there's also a Chez Philippe. Mm. Philippe Chev- Chevier had always been fascinated by New York, opening a restaurant in the heart of Geneva in the purest tradition of the American steakhouse had always been a dream. And in 2015, this dream was realized in the most magnificent way. Located in the beautiful Passage des Lions, Chez Philippe offers a huge variety of meats on the grill. What's the name of this place? C H E Z Philippe Bar and Grill. That's the name of the place? Yes. It's in, is it in New York? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's in Memphis. Okay. It's in Memphis? Okay. That's, that's what I'm seeing. Nice. I'm not seeing anything any on, the, <laughs> on the website. Uh, yeah. So, could be anywhere. Or it could just be a made-up place called Philippe's, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, their Instagram page is all in French. Oh, no. Chris, you're going down a bad, dark rabbit hole. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, these photos look great. There's lobster. Okay, okay, anyway, anyway. <laughs> anyway, he goes to a fancy place for steak now, and he, like, yeah. buys it and doesn't care what it costs, and that's pretty awesome. Like, what a relief. I remember the days i brought this up before where i like used to worry about whether i could buy a bottle of water or not i'd be like oh i'm really thirsty but a bottle of water is like two dollars i don't know if i like yeah I, I don't know if i 
how much is that gonna like affect me oh man i hate that i tell the story of when i went to the grocery store uh Uh, and i like i was going through and like i had a i had a cart full of stuff (laughs) i looked down at it at one point and like started adding up everything in my head then thought about how much i had in my bank account and realized i didn't have enough money and just like left the cart there and walked out (laughs) Oh, it's like no. the saddest moment. <laughs> wow. I did not know that. That's really I was like, sad. I can't even grocery shop. I, I have to get the bare necessities and I no longer can have this cart because I'm not going to go back through and like drop everything off. So I have to leave the store and come back, come back like tomorrow or something. Oh, that's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, being able to go to Philippe's for a steak feels good. Um. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And he says, and I always keep a pole, which pole is slang for a a firearm, a gun. Uh, I did 100 on a pro, which that's, uh, neither of us have any idea what it means, right? (laughs) I don't think anyone on Twitter knows what it means. Yeah, we tried tried crowdsourcing our (laughs) self-esteem a little bit to put it in context of St. Pablo. And nobody uh, really had an answer for us. Um, a lot of people were putting it into context as if like Kanye said it. So there were some people being like, oh, he spent a hundred bands at the hospital on Yikes, if you remember. And I was like, I do remember that, but not necessarily <laughs> applicable here. Um, but I appreciate the callback. Uh, yeah. Wait, so where is this? I'm just checking it now. And we have 12 responses. Uh, studying right. for television episode, I see. Good luck. Thank you, Chase. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, Ketan saying on Yikes, he said he spent 100K on a hospital visit. Andre, it's a subtle nod to highlights where Ye wished his dick had GoPro. <laughs> don't think. Don't think that's it. Uh, something with GoPro. People literally think we nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he spent 100000 on something. Which, like, Lucas with the very level-headed response. Um, yeah. Luca saying he did 100 push-ups on a GoPro, which <laughs> kind of recall, recalls cool. Ye doing all the push-ups before Listening Party 2. Uh, we have Pra <laughs> saying it means he used the 100 emoji on an iPhone Pro, <laughs> which... <laughs> uh, we have Nimrod saying 100 sex tapes on the GoPro. <laughs> Yeah, I trust Nimrod, yeah. <laughs> we have uh, Sam saying, just posting the image from the made-up article that says Kanye scores 106 points against wheelchair basketball team. I like, I like how everyone thinks somehow this light applies to Kanye. It's silly. I know. I mean, I did it contextualize it with, like, television. <laughs> yeah, but, right. You know, you just kind of hope that everybody that's following you knows what you're talking about. <laughs> um i assumed it was like i did a hundred like a hundred miles an hour but i don't know i don't know anything about cars and sh- so i don't know what a pro means 
So yeah, right. Like I did a hundred on a pro. I mean, could be a bike. Like I was riding a bike and I did a hundred. Not like a bicycle, but a motorcycle. (laughs) That'd be impressive. I want to. I mean, if somebody did a hundred miles an hour on a bicycle, (laughs) it's somehow one of the most impressive and lamest things I've ever heard. Yeah, (laughs) your legs would just snap at the hips. Yeah. Uh, uh, man, man said, I'm thinking hundred miles an hour on Prozac, but I don't know. I mean, that could <laughs> be, I did a hundred on a pro, like I took a Prozac and then I did a hundred, but I, I don't know if like would taking a Prozac be an impressive thing to do than drive hmm. <laughs> brag about on a song. <laughs> yeah. And then we have, uh, Bezos sharing, a Beyonce tweet that they made. There's just a video uh-huh. of Beyonce crying. <laughs> I don't think that's a place. All right, I'll splice that. I'll splice that video in here on the episode. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we didn't quite get. <laughs> oh my! Goodness. I mean, it doesn't have an annotation on genius either, so nobody seems to know what it means. <laughs> I made a I made a tweet about like the distorted effect of Pop's vocals and just asking if anybody like Genius has something about it like trying to represent an electronic voice phenomenon. And I was like, does anybody have any like source that validates them making this claim that it's supposed to represent an EVP? <laughs> and one person responded with, Do you seriously not know it's an a cappella from the song Tell the Vision? Like <laughs> <laughs> Like oh oh I did not know that like that's not what I'm it, asking that's not that is funny it's in the about section on the genius page of this song that like it includes that electronic voice phenomenon which I think in the about section that is a place purely for facts like things we know about this song like context for this song and the electronic voice phenomenon thing is. That's completely subjective. <laughs> like you could think he's doing that, but like unless Kanye said that's what they're doing, that belongs in the annotation section where people can upvote it and downvote it. Yeah, I mean it's not it's like not too different than what we were saying in terms of like, you right. know, it may be produced in such a way to make it feel like there's that degree of separation between us and Pop Smoke since Pop Smoke has passed and it's this aesthetic choice but that's very different from saying that it was absolutely distorted in a way (laughs) to simulate an electronic voice phenomenon that's Uh, just like okay (laughs) like interested it's much more coming in with much more authority on the topic without any source material necessarily to back it up anyway and that's what gets to chris right there he wants to be an authority on it yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't trying I'm to make a joke i was just telling the truth no no you were i'm still a little bothered by the person being like did you not know that it's an acapella from <laughs> it's mm. Mm. okay move on move on <sighs> deep breath all right uh <laughs> i did 100 on a pro if you drop in a woo we come where you live glock 9 infrared which um like pop smoke was associated with like, woo was his thing right so i guess i game, don't know enough right? yes yeah fi- him and fivio were uh part of the woos so like if you drop in a woo if you kill 
one of us, like we come where you live with a Glock nine. Oh wow. I feel so dumb. <laughs> I read dropping a woo like, oh, if you're just like saying woo, <laughs> like <laughs> we come where you live, Glock Nine. I was like, but is it that like aren't you like encouraging people to woo? What woo. Is, like oh you just think God. of Ric Flair. That's that's your problem. And that's not your <laughs> fault. Ric Flair is just yeah. present in everything you do. Yeah, I'm just thinking of Ric Flair, good old Sting. Sting would also do like a woo. Um <laughs> But what, like, an innocent, like... <laughs> <laughs> if you drop in a woo. <laughs> yes. Uh, Give me a woo. Feel so... Okay, but you drop in a woo. Like, if you're, like, taking out one of our own, then yeah. we're going to make it our mission to come after you with a Glock 9 and infrared, pull up and empty the clip. Uh, Dread had the strap all summer. In the floss, moving reckless. I should have looked up dread. Yeah, that was one actually. I read it and it was like, I don't know why I didn't look up what that means. <sighs> yeah, I feel <laughs> a little out of the loop All right, on that we're one. We're boobers, okay? Okay. Def- <laughs> Pop Smoke has a song called Defiant featuring Dread Woo. So, Dread Woo is uh, oh. someone else from the woos but okay okay. and strap means gun so it's just continuing that thought (laughs) yes (laughs) here we go (laughs) like we are a little out of the loop but we're not that out of the loop to not know strap pretty out of the loop (laughs) but yeah it's uh i'm not familiar with all of the woos so sorry dread woo sorry to those of you listening (laughs) that are just like these guys like we didn't know what the next line meant either until we looked it up yeah, we don't know all the nicknames of all the Brooklyn areas, but in the floss, moving reckless, and I'm guess there's going to be people that are like, if you listen to enough like Pop Smoke stuff or like Brooklyn hip hop, yeah. you'll know what the floss is. She's like, that's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is true. true. But yeah, um, uh, Canarsi is an area of Brooklyn, and it's nicknamed the Flossy. So this right. is the and that's the where area. Pop Smoke was born. So it's just saying like dread had the strap all summer and it was in the floss moving reckless. So just like in our place, right? Canarsie and just moving reckless doing his yeah. thing, like getting into some trouble, like bringing some smoke and then do not play with me. I keep a K with me, which, uh, AK, uh, just another like, yeah. Weapon. Right. Maybe not an AK, but a weapon. Um, maybe maybe it's a glock shortage oh this is this is the part (laughs) this is the part where it's just like brutal right just brutal we have so much insight at times but then we get in specific moments like this and it's just like man you guys but yes yeah uh what essentially we have here is just at the end you know pop smoke talking a little bit about his life and lifestyle and some of the the drama that he was still caught up in with like the streets and where he came from which that's important part of this i guess yeah i mean it's in line with things that we had talked about from like little dirk's verse um from what was it keep my spirit alive uh when we were talking about the verse from west side gun and still kind of having like being caught up in some of the 
like tit for tat aspects and still being like involved in street stuff and how you have that contrast between Westside Guns verse where he's still talking about like my homie dropping bodies for no reason and then mm-hmm. you have Conway the Machine like getting over getting shots and yeah. how you have kind of two ends of the spectrum somebody that's like in that life and knowing that there could be consequences and then somebody that is on the other side of those consequences and what that can do so the fact that like in this verse we have still a lot of these like implications that sense of danger it's heavy right right yeah totally it's um it 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 kind of in a way serves as a cautionary tale too like because pop smoke he was um I was reading an interview with, gosh, I, I remember, wish I, I wish I remember who it was, but basically Pop Smoke was saying in those last few months of his life that he was ready to like turn things around. He didn't want to be part of gun violence. He didn't want to be part of the gang life anymore. And even after he died, um, his family, they announced uh, Shoot for the Stars, a foundation Jackson had planned to create prior to his death with the goal of helping and inspiring inner city, inner city youth. Like he's really looking to move beyond this type of language we're hearing from him in the song. So like, I feel like it's kind of poetic in that way that we are hearing that language. Like we're hearing, cause this is pop smoke. Like this is his songs. This is what he sings about, but it's also the kind of life he wanted to move on from on an album where we have songs like Jonah, where we've talked about gun violence and how it can, just how it disrupts things. It, it all just feels cohesive and, of one that we hear him talking about the stuff here in the song, um, knowing ultimately that's what took his life. It's like I said, it's just very poetic and, and meaningful in that way. Very sobering in a sense as well. Yeah. Um, which is why I think this is one of the most emotional songs on the album. Like it as a song or don'ts, but this right. is a moment that is incredibly powerful for everything it represents in the way that it communicates with everything else on yeah. the album. Totally. So we go from that into the the chorus again, just we made it, we made it, we made it. Thank God that I made it. And the implications of that, you both have like the high and the low of it, right? There's the Mm. high of knowing that Pop Smoke, like in his lifetime, was feeling this sense of like, I made it. But then the pain of knowing that all of the momentum and potential he had got stolen from him. But then right. you also have the silver lining of like God and heaven. And that starts to counterbalance the sadness of that line. Because if you're just looking at it in the physical, it is monumentally sad. But if you start looking at it in terms of the spiritual, you have that upswing again of like pop smoke celebrating uh, like the transcendence. Yeah. So, our favorite track in the album. <laughs> it's uh, a <laughs> it should it deserves more praise than it gets. Yeah, although still, if you're measuring it up against everything else, like it's not really a song. I guess no. like I mean it has like a practically a full verse, but it, it still feels like an interlude to me. Like it feels like it's communicating an idea more than like a bunch of thoughts that add to the message of the album. You know, it's it's more of a an accent to the album that kind of like um pronounces a point you know yeah i'm 
I really like it coming out of Jesus Lord and New Again, where especially mm. like New Again, we're talking about how Ye's asking to be made like whole, like once more, make me new again, make me new again. And then having the song like tell the vision saying we made it, we made it. It's like, okay, like I wanted to be made new again. And now we finally made it to the point where I am new again. And then that leads us into that last arc from Lord, I need you. Pure souls come to life. No child left mm. behind. It really does serve as a great little transition um, from the place we were just in, from Donda, keep my spirit alive, Jesus Lord, new again, where it's just like, can I get my shit together? To like, yes, it's, <laughs> yes, I, I yeah. can, I did, and let's uh, reach the end of this journey on this album. Which is how I feel, Chris. Let's reach the end of Donda so we can stop talking about it. <laughs> I mean, we will never stop talking about it, but stop no. doing episodes on it. Well, at this point, we have spent <laughs> over 40 hours of oh, uh, like recording hours on this album. Recording hours, yeah. That's, yeah. That doesn't include all the other prep that goes into it. That is a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, by the way, Kanye, if you want to come on the show and talk about it for 40 more hours with us, we will happily do that. Oh, yeah. We'll go through the whole season, once again, the whole album, line by line, with you at our side. I would. I absolutely would. Absolutely. Yeah. No hesitation. Well, maybe some hesitation, but no hesitation. I'd take some convincing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just, like, a moment of, like, you should do this. And it's like, okay, I'm convinced. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Well, until next time. Yeah, um, until we get to, what's the next song? Uh, Lord, Lord, I need, I need you. you. Well, Lord, I need you all to keep it waving. I can't imagine how long he's been waiting to say that and I keep it loopy. <laughs> Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.